0: This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, relationships, spirituality, and health. And today, we have a very great topic, which a lot of people often think about, which is called traveling. And of course, with the pandemic, a lot of people are not able to travel as much, but we've got two great people here that are going to talk about the idea of traveling, how to save your marriage and transform your life. Dave and Deb. Dave Bauskill. And Deborah Corbe are two internationally renowned travel bloggers. They've won gold medals for their blogging, and also have been voted by Forbes as a top ten travel influencers. Before that, Dave and Deb were in the movie industry and TV industry respectively in Canada. And then they were struggling with their marriage, and bored with their life, and overworked. So they a friend told them to travel, and they went to Thailand and had a rejuvenation, and then started this great travel blog. They've been in over 115 countries in seven continents over the last 13 years. And Planet D, their blog, reaches millions of readers every day on how to enjoy life through travel. Welcome to the show, Dave and Deb. Oh, thank, you. thank you so much for Wonderful, wonderful introduction, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, okay. And then Planet D, I guess, is because you guys are Dave and Deb, right? So you use the D as, as that.
1: That, we started our blog way back in 2007 is when we named it, and we were huge fans of The Lonely Planet. We always traveled using that book, the Bible, The Lonely Planet Bible. And we went, I wanted something, we're named David Depp, so we called ourselves The Planet D.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, uh, Aldous Huxley said that to travel is to discover that everyone is wrong about other people's countries. And we know that a lot of benefits, we're going to talk about the benefits of traveling psychologically as well as physically and spiritually. But you said you guys were struggling in your marriage. You said that you were overworked in your professions. You had been kind of disconnected. Yeah. And in 2004, on the advice of a friend, you went to Thailand. You had a marvelous experience. And then you did a tour d'Afrique, which sounds like a race, a bicycle race through Africa. You guys won some awards doing that. And that changed your we life. Did. You started the blog. Tell us a little bit about that. How did that all come into play?
2: yeah like so when we decided uh, to take that trip to Thailand we were both like we were really in a rut our relationship big time uh, because we were both um, working crazy hours we both worked in the film industry but we worked on different movies and different shows so we never really saw each other and we just in this rut of basically you know going from day to day and not really having any fun anymore and it was like we were getting to a point where we're like we need to do something to change this so when a friend of Deb's uh, suggested Suggested that we go to Thailand because for me, I didn't really want to go to someplace exotic Uh, at that point in my life. I was like, I could go to an all-inclusive and lay on a beach and drink beer, and I'd be happy. Um, But then I remember her coming home with these photos that uh, her friend Lana actually uh, showed her, and I was like, I was instantly sold. I was like, Wow, this could be completely amazing. You know, it was uh, so I was really excited to get out there and try it, and it really was a trip that completely changed our life. And I'll let Deb talk a little bit about that, but it's something that I always say is you know if we hadn't have done that trip back then I don't think we would be together today wow so that's no, how much no, I no, have no, Deb, you're, you're
0: constantly smiling you look like you're very happy what's your secret of <laughs> happiness <laughs> I just love listening to
1: Dave speak no. oh is that okay
0: and no. then tra- traveling but actually you're not traveling now you just told me you guys are in a lockdown in Canada so is, yeah. you ha- is your happiness finished now you can't travel or what's going on
1: you know what we can't travel right now but we're still doing well the weather's changing uh, we have some nice spring like weather out here and uh, we're planning the we're planning to get out again in the coming months so okay. you know but um, travel isn't everything for us now we've been tra- we were traveling for 10 years full time and uh, it's nice to be ha- it's actually been nice to have a little bit of grounded at home and have okay. a little bit of a routine so okay. we still want to travel a lot but one uh, mm-hmm. I find once you find what you love to do with your life it makes yes. everything okay so yes, definitely. yeah And also they say
0: that
2: that we're like people of extremes. Ah. So like we like once we do an about face and we change things, like when we when we left and we started traveling full time, we sold everything we owned. We sold our house. It was a major change. And then we were on the road for all that time. And then now that we come back, we really dove into being back here as well. So we're like 150 (laughs) percent to, you know, 100 miles in a 60 zone. That's the (laughs) way we we roll. (laughs)
0: You know, I was going to say that, you know, 96% of people who travel say that planning actually gives them happiness. So just thinking about traveling is, is a positive. Now, I wrote a book yeah. called, called Love Types. It's on Myers-Briggs personality types and relationships, and they're different, uh, like personalities. For example, there's a security seeker that's like person likes tradition, responsibility, and, you know, and security. And then we have the excitement seekers, uh, people that like to do spontaneous things and, and change their life. You sounds like you guys might be a little bit of the excitement seekers. Do, do you see yourself as that?
2: Yeah. Sure. Yes? <laughs> Definitely, we are we are people who are like when we get bored with our lives, yes. then we instantly want to change them or do something yes. to completely change it and get ourselves out of the rut. And that trip back then was sort of the kickstart of that. Yes. And uh, I don't think we even realized it until we were on the road that we were these kind of people. Yes. And uh, okay. <laughs> now that we took that trip, we're like, we're oh, I can't wait to right. shift gears and do things right. differently. And of course, being able to do it with my wife
0: is okay. incredible.
1: We like to jump at first. To
0: everything. Uh, Okay. Kind of reminds me of a a spy movie, a comedy where the husband and wife are like conventional people and then all of a sudden one of them becomes a spy or something, and then they have these great adventures (laughs) and they have a lot of fun. (laughs) 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 Maybe you guys are spies. (laughs) Yeah. And uh you said (laughs) uh, Okay. You you said you've been to the top, I guess, of Mount Kilimanjaro and to the bottom of the world in the Anarchica. So you've been like amazing places. What's the one place that sticks on your head right now as memories? And by the way, uh, travelers say that memories from traveling is one of the th- uh, most positive things they have uh, in their life. Uh, tell me one memory uh, that really is yeah, awesome. uh, 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 the most beautiful thing.
1: Ooh, one of the most. Well, you know, I always go to this one memory that we had in Sri Lanka when we uh, had a, be, made friends with a tuk-tuk driver. And if anybody oh. has traveled, they know that a lot of times tuk-tuks are very... When you're getting a tuk-tuk, it's a lot of, like, haggling, and, mm-hmm. and you're th- feeling like you're going to get ripped off all the time. And I remember having our Lonely Planet book with us, and they said a tuk-tuk should cost this amount of money. Oh, what we is a tuk-tuk? D- is that
0: the guys that carry you or something? Or what They're is a that?
1: little three-wheeler. They're like a rickshaw. They're like a rickshaw with motors. And we held this guy and, and asked him to bring us to town, and he quoted the exact price in the Lonely Planet. And we were like, ah. <laughs> oh, this oh, is fantastic. Okay. And uh, because he was so honest and uh, he was such a nice guy, we ended up, we were a month in Sri Lanka, we ended up using him all the time as our regular driver. Mm-hmm. And we ended up finding out, like, he was such a giving person. He was uh, arranging bringing shoes to schools, a charity, his own NGO. He was raising money for schools to bring shoes to a school in the middle of the jungle. He invited us along, and we presented it with him. We went to another place where he was working with expats to raise money to help disabled children. And it just ended up being this tuk-tuk driver with a heart of gold. Wow. you just ne- never end up thinking that because, you, you know, you're just hailing cabs wherever you are not thinking about it. And when you get to know the locals, they end up just being the most wonderful experience. We met his family. We went to his house. It was just a fantastic thing. And that wow. one always warms my heart.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, how about yeah, you, Dave? Was- Is there one special uh, travel memory with you guys?
2: Uh, well, there's. I mean, there's obviously a ton of, uh, of great memories. You've been to a lot of different countries. But I, I, I will say that uh, the, the one... I remember you talked about summiting Kilimanjaro and actually we were just going through some footage lately about that. And I I completely remember that as being such an incredibly bonding experience, not only um, for us, but also with our guides. And we, we you know, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro during the time that we were cycling Africa. So we oh. cycled from Cairo to Cape town um, uh, over four months. And we had a bit of a break in there where we went and we saw at Kilimanjaro with a bunch of people that we were cycling with, but we didn't really, you know, we weren't overly friends with them, but I remember that becoming such an incredibly bonding experience as well as that sense of accomplishment to stand on the highest peak of Africa wow. um, and and look over and just realize what an accomplishment yeah. that was. I uh, have to
1: say, when you summit a mountain like that, it's really more emotional than you think it's going yeah, to be, too. Yes. When you get up there together and share that experience together, you never think you're going to be teary-eyed. But, I, you know, you start, like, almost getting all teared up at the top of the mountain <laughs> and doing it together. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, Actually, my book, Invincible You, uh, our cover is a guy on the top of a mountain or a person, and they're raised their hand like this. Uh, it's kind of a spiritual, yeah. uh, you know, it's definitely a metaphor, you know, the peak of the mountain. And many of the yeah. uh, great it's- spiritual traditions and uh, religions, um, I guess Tibet as well, they talk yeah. about that.
1: Uh, it really is. And the reason it's why you know, they,
0: they travel. But, you know, I always love the idea of, of traveling because whenever I ask people, what is your uh, greatest uh, goal in life, or what do you want? One of the great things they often say is travel. You know, and no matter how old they are, I guess young, old, middle—you know—they they, they want to do this. And we know there are a lot of benefits yeah. to traveling. Psychologically, they've done studies; uh, helps improve your optimism, your confidence, your hope, uh, it widens your perspective in life. It actually eliminates bias. You know, we see people as united. You know, as, as all humans, uh, it brings a lot, a lot of uh, satisfaction in many ways. Uh, Creativity is increased as well. And also meaning in many ways. So what are some of the benefits you guys have found uh, traveling personally and also with all your fans and people that, that follow you?
1: I have to say uh, travel really does all of the things that you said it made me a more confident person when I was a makeup artist in the film industry. I always was sitting in the back like a little bit. I've always been fairly outgoing, but I was always very insecure of myself as a person because I'm around these movie stars living these great lives thinking Uh I'm not worthy. (laughs) And then once I started traveling, I Uh started thinking, hey, I'm a really interesting person Uh now. Like, Uh it's amazing you know, just by having more experiences, yes. it opens you up and starts giving yes. you things to talk about. I was confident. And yes. then every time we seem to come back from a big travel, opportunities seem to come our way. It's mm. almost like we made room for more good things to happen. And uh, it just I think traveling also just made you realize to appreciate everything you have. Because the way we were traveling around uh, countries that, developing nations that, you know, just are, we have so much. We're so lucky as Canadians and Americans mm. uh, with what we have that we're just born into. And when you get to other countries and see how little they have, but how happy they are ah. when you're traveling in the middle of Sudan, yes. you start to really appreciate your own life. Yes, And that's what I find I got from it. I came back and I found that the little things didn't bother me so much anymore. I was
2: really appreciative. I see. How about you, Dave? And for me, I think, oh, With traveling, I think before I left, um, I was quite uh, uh, introverted in the sense that I was living in my own little headspace in my own world and didn't really think about what was happening around the world or or think about, you know, what what challenges other people go through in different countries and really just other cultures and all that kind of stuff was not – really in in, on my radar. So after traveling, I found that I've gotten so much interest in learning about the country, learning about the people. Uh, I've become a more educated person. I always say travel is the best one of the best education tools out there to get out there and meet the people and talk to people who are actually living that way. And also the sharing side of things. I mean, you know, we started the travel blog and our social media channels in order to, you know, like our motto is adventure is for everyone to show that you don't have to be an Uber athlete and super rich or anything like that to be an adventurer, because adventure is different for everybody. Uh, You can be a normal person and do it. And I get (laughs) immense, um, Uh, you know, gratification from sharing it with people and getting feedback from people saying, hey, you know, you really inspired me to do this or push myself out of my comfort zone and all that kind of stuff. I saw that you can do it. So, no, I I know I can do it, too. So, that was sort of an unplanned, I would say, uh, benefit of of starting the blogging, blogging, going out there and
0: traveling. So, it was really twofold for me. Wow. I don't know Canadians talk as fast as I do. You guys talk pretty fast. Is that? Oh. The- <laughs>
1: we'll slow it down. Yeah.
0: people told me actually I sound I say a sometimes by accident. They think I, I sound awesome. Canadian? No, if- we're it- quietly trying to
1: take over the yes. world. Really <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs>
0: do, do you guys say a, a a a or how do you guys say it?
1: I, I'm definitely an A person. Hey, hey, I, okay. I, I, think, I don't think you say it so much, but I definitely always, okay. I'm always like, ha, it's a great day. I, okay. day. I think
0: we probably
2: uh, I, say it less since we started traveling yes. than when we're oh, okay. home, right? Because okay. are more universal. I really do.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like yes, that. You know, exactly. this, really, um, this could be really um, a great offshoot of study, maybe articles or more than that, is the psychological effects of travel. Which mm-hmm. People don't often talk about it as much as, you know, course, enjoying traveling. You know, I think gratitude, yeah. for example, that, that's a beautiful thing that, you know, where you come from and see other people and also compassion for others that may live in difficult circumstances. Yes. Mother Teresa, of course, Dev- did, did great work in Calcutta. Uh, I don't know if you guys, have you guys been to Calcutta or the yeah. India, India? Have you seen that?
1: You know, we've been to India, but we never did get to Calcutta. So right. we so have,
0: sure. to have to. Interesting how it changes, there. you know, and uh, I heard with um, the the remote uh, workers and all that, the economy has changed in India. So they're actually upgrading the, the economy. Uh, worldwide, yes. but also interestingly enough, uh, some countries are known as being, say, uh, having less stress, and sometimes traveling there could help yeah. you, uh, uh, you know, health-wise. They say Japan, for example, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, half of the depression rate we have in the U.S. without medication and therapy. Uh, their healthy diet, oh, um, nature, and of course, uh, more of a quieter kind of culture. Uh, and also, yes. uh, if you, you guys may have been there, and also say the the, the yeah. Philippines um, have the most uh, loved uh, feeling in the world out of the research uh, oh. and, and, you know, you know, they feel loved and the U S they say, we're yes. in the, we're in the middle pack, you know, so it's not really about the economic uh, aspect of the country is more about the interpersonal aspects. Uh, have you guys mm-hmm. been to the Philippines or, or uh, Japan?
1: We've been to Japan. Yes. We haven't been to the Philippines yet. Okay. Um, but uh, an interesting place we were was, uh, well, we've been to Bhutan, which has the happiness index, which oh, is one of the yes. happiest countries what in the, the world. Yes. I and think. that was a very interesting place as well, because their whole idea of, uh, they talked to us about the happiness index that they have in their country, yes. and it is about health care, education, everybody has right. food, and yes. they have a spirituality, and you, it really did pay off when you're traveling around mm. places like Bhutan and Southeast Asia and Japan, you really feel the That happiness. is
2: noticeable, yeah. I mean, it's definitely noticeable compared to, say, uh, like even U.S. and Canada, you know, we're yes. not as... Uh, we're overt in the sense of, of, of yeah we're very work focused whereas uh, those countries are kind of like the exact opposite you know in that uh, they want to get out and they put uh, the enjoyment of life mm. ahead of work and that's just sort of the western mentality I think mm. in, in in the grand scheme of things is that we are sort of heads down and that's sort of the, the mentality kind of thing so it's it's definitely refreshing to go to a country where they're like no it's more about getting out there and, and, yeah. and enjoying your life and then working is
1: secondary they have strong work ethic so but they have so much more such a more well-rounded like
0: my my forefathers are from spain they used to have the siesta you know you take your middle of the day you know relaxation go back to work later and then you know you go out and have a nice meal or even music at nighttime so that's a whole different mindset know how to enjoy life exactly now now Bhutan, where where is that uh i don't know much about it is that in india or near india or (laughs)
1: it is it's right on the border of india china and nepal it's this okay. little nation oh. in the middle of the himalayas I've
0: only ever heard yeah, so, is it a buddhist nation or what's the, nation, the... It is. It's a buddhist
1: nation it's a king it's a kingdom we actually met the king when we were in bhutan wow. uh, Just <laughs> it was amazing just seeing him walk to a village we trekked two okay. days to get to the top of I the village and he came I in see. to wow. the festival yeah and uh Blondie here, you know, he came and said hi to me. Oh, okay. so you're you're, you're,
0: you're usual. Uh, they never seen someone like you, right? And plus, you're vivacious and kind of fun-loving people. I see they're curious about you. Uh, yeah, I wrote a book called The Three Secrets of Happiness about someone that goes actually to a mountain to meet a, a mystic to find the secrets. Uh, so I can, I can imagine people do that a lot. You know, Westerners travel maybe to the Eastern places and find a spiritual teacher, you know, maybe a guru or something to help them uh, transform. Uh, so I'm kind of yeah. curious, uh, you know, the, in, the, in the book I wrote, the secrets are, you know, things we talked about. Gratitude is one. Uh, optimism is another, you know, the belief that things will work out well. And of course, forgiveness, uh, self-forgiveness is very important. People often don't do that. You know, we're hard on ourselves. So what did you yeah, see? Yeah. What have you seen in Bhutan, for example, or, or similar countries that you think may indicate that happiness? What, what is it about the people there? Any kind of internal traits that you see that are different?
1: Yeah, I think it is the spirituality. It seems that like whether whatever religion they believe in, they very right. really take it very seriously. Like, yes. um, well, and and it's also the what am I trying to say? There's I would these, say okay.
2: There's the sense of uh, community there yeah. that I don't really. I like it like that is just really in the forefront of what they do so yes. the community is first wow. you know family and community take a front seat to everything else I see. And, and I find that much different than from say uh, western countries that you go to which are you know there's obviously still family oriented and people still yes. family is important but I don't think they put as much emphasis yeah. on community and family like they mm. do in some mm. other countries mm. and I think that's that is definitely a common trait in you know even like some place like Japan as right. well as Bhutan. Right. Like uh it's very, very a big part of of that of their culture. Interesting.
1: And that's the word I'm looking for was tradition as well. Yes. Whether they are religious or not, they have very deep rooted traditions. And I, so see, so I see. think that's another thing by holding on to tradition as well. Yeah. So family, community, spirituality yes. and tradition. I see it yeah. seems like that's yeah. a very part like, of the
0: It's like that culture. phrase, uh, it takes a village to raise a child, you know, and um I've been told in Africa, like a neighbor or your neighbor will actually discipline a child that's unruly or that's you know not following the, what they should be doing uh, do you see that in other countries I mean do people contribute to each other's you know raising children and helping each other? how does that work
1: yeah definitely in africa we've been to uh we've been to a, a village circle in Kenya where yes. we sat with the women who were right. all working together to send one child to school like um, one girl because in, in okay. we were in Kenya where the, the children it costs money to go to yeah. school and girls right. a lot of time are the ones that are out doing the work while their brothers go to school yes. and the whole village got together making ropes to uh-huh. sell at market that's then the girl that's going to school next year off to school yes. and that was the whole point of the women getting together in a circle and working together yeah. right, right. and raising the community together so that was definitely right. a big part right. of, of you know, cultures
0: they have more of authoritarian uh, child rape, so the discipline can be very severe. We might consider it abuse in our, in our our way of thinking. How did you guys, uh, you know, go when you go to a culture like that? How do you deal with the things that are very different to you? That may even seem odd oh. to you.
1: Yeah, well, I haven't seen anything where they've been rough on their children. For the mm-hmm. most part, you see them just like us playing playing mm-hmm. and talking, and you'll like, see them wagging their finger at a child or something <laughs> like that. So okay. I haven't seen anything where the right. discipline is very difficult. I no. see people working hard, though. You'll mm-hmm. see a lot of kids.
2: Oh, okay. Like, er- early age we through, yeah, we, Early age working, yeah. Yeah, yeah when we were right. cycling
1: through Ethiopia and seeing yeah. kids carrying water and right. – and, big stacks yeah. of wood on their backs and things like that. They're put to work
2: early. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause the whole
1: family's there are Differences.
0: Yes. You but, guys, uh, do you guys have any uh, spiritual path or beliefs yourself uh, in terms of your, your guys?
2: don't uh, we've uh, sort of just uh taken the uh the the path of um you know just just uh the belief in wherever we are i i, I tend mm-hmm. to I, I have a big oh. interest in or the, a relatively large interest in different religions and okay. i find that uh right. you know uh buddhism hinduism like the 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 right. eastern religions are quite interesting right. to me uh mm-hmm. but i don't there's not one that i follow so no yeah, we don't, we don't have,
1: follow one uh, but we we look at ourselves as very spiritual and very okay. Centered what right. the earth and right. and things like that, and wherever we go, like when we we go to Europe, we go right into all of the, the first thing we're drawn to are the churches. Mm-hmm. We go to right. temples when we're in Asia. Okay. Right. So, okay. something about the community mm-hmm. of any any religion, I think that I that's see. the most important. Yeah, so, uh, you know, love me, so You
0: know, we say love is a unifying force. So, you know, they have in common this the loving energy among you know, religions.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and of course, and love-
1: Go to all of the different, all of the different and feel what they okay. feel
0: while you're there. in okay. festivals, yeah. Now, now, love, of course, and <laughs> uh, Love University, we say loving yourself, others, and a higher nature. And uh, you know, part of loving others is the romantic part, you know, the love partnership. And you guys have that. Uh, so it's very interesting to talk about, you know, the effects of travel on a romantic couple. You know, the psychological effects. Mm-hmm. How, how does that uh, help? or Sometimes it's a challenge. Now, they said the good part is that it does improve romance. They say 86% of traveling couples say they have a strong romantic connection with each other. Uh, It can improve um, uh, communication, trust, uh, also uh, understanding each other, compromising with each other. And they said that four times as many couples say that traveling is more important than giving gifts in a romantic sense. So tell us about that because you said that this brought you back together, uh, your marriage, uh, traveling. So tell us about that. Were you guys at the brink of divorce or not divorce? What was going on there?
1: Well, when Dave and I met, we met very young. We met when I was 20 years old. And by the time we yes. took that trip to Thailand, we'd been together 10 years. Okay. So through our whole years of really growing and searching for our careers, we yes. were together. Right. And we found that through that 10 years, we were really just focused on career, career, career. Right. And then... We still liked each other. We still got along, but we just didn't really have anything in common. He had his friends. I had my friends. He right. was working all the time. I was yeah. working. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we say we really, I don't think we would have been together because I think we were drifting apart. When we did go out for dinner on the weekends, we were that couple that just sat there in silence. Oh, no. And you uh, look at Your cell phones. Uh, I'd look at other, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, There weren't cell phones then, but we'd look at other couples like <laughs> he's talking on other conversations because we had nothing to say to each oh, other. Wow. So you can still like each other, but not have anything... In common, and it was that trip to Thailand. I'll let you talk.
2: Yeah, about that. I mean that trip to Thailand really changed everything. It made us realize. I think we did five weeks we in two
1: thousand. Yeah, like it was two thousand. The year two thousand. The year 2000. A Long time ago now. Okay. So
2: five weeks, you know, and we went to uh, we went to Thailand, and it's a place that we had obviously never been before. We hadn't done any really long international travel like that at that point. So basically, we were dumped in the middle of a country where we didn't speak a language, uh-huh. and we had to rely on each other. Right. And I think being forced to rely on on each other uh, throughout that whole trip really really brought us back to why we loved each other in the first yeah. place, you know? And uh, we it's, it's funny, you know, we started to do it, we were out doing a ton of uh, outdoor activities and that kind of stuff. And I remember we were rock climbing in Thailand and it was this whole partnership of trust and bringing back trust between, you know, me holding her on the rock. There was you know a metaphor for trust there and all that kind of stuff. And I think that it had a huge impact in that we had to rely on each other again. And we rediscovered why we fell in love again mm-hmm. uh, by being out there and not having any outside forces from our life back home really having an impact.
1: Yeah. And when we came home from that trip, we took up all of the all of the things that we did in Thailand. We went, took up kayaking, we took up scuba diving, we took up rock climbing, and suddenly we were the ones out at dinner talking to each other again and yeah, excited yeah. about life again, and right. that just kind of lit a spark right. that brought everything. So, so a uh,
0: look at them in the eye and tell me what do you love about her that you learned about from traveling? Look at her. From traveling. Yeah what did i what i love so many things about you um, one big thing that you love about her that you know
2: one one big thing that i love about you is i love your confidence Ah. and i know you probably say you're the 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 (laughs) least confident person out there but you are the most confident person and you you give me security and you are my rock and i have told you that a hundred times before is that i don't think that i would be able to do what i'm doing now if it wasn't for your support so, and your confidence. I think
0: we're getting teary-eyed a little bit here. This, this is a beautiful <laughs> How about you, Dad? look at him in the eye and tell him the same thing? Or, you know, what, what is it that you love most that you learned from traveling?
1: The most I learned from you from traveling is your patience and strength. Mm-hmm. You will just have patience for anything when things go wrong. You are the level-headed uh. headed one, but you find the strength. Whereas I will freak out and fly <laughs> off the handle. You, you always ground me and bring me down. And I think that's wow. the amazing thing so much patience, especially for me. I don't know how you put up with it half the time. Oh, so, you
0: give each other a yeah, nice yeah. hug. That was beautiful. I love that. Yeah,
2: I'll
0: take a hug. <laughs> I, love that. Uh, I think, uh, uh, Dave, we're going to save some marriages today, I think, with this uh, podcast. Uh, I, I believe so. Cause, cause, oh, you know, the, the, I, I believe in love. So I was
1: yes. really excited to hear about Love University and then talk yeah, to everybody. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of
0: love uh, I see from you guys, and uh, traveling, I think, connects you. And they say that uh, traveling couples actually have a lower divorce rate, research shows. But uh, there are challenges. They they do. But but how about the challenges? Because think about it. You're going to be with someone 24-7 for days, weeks, or months. Who knows how long you're going to travel? So I'm sure there'll be arguments and things like that. Now, you talk about some nice tips. On your blog, you say stuff like um, appreciate each other, compromise, and, and also don't be hangry. It's also about hangry.
1: Hangry. <laughs> oh, we've had some of our biggest fights when we're hungry, and we get very, very angry. Like, I'm okay. talking some huge so fights. It's called just hang- hangry. Yes hangry we call it i've talked to other travel couples who say the same thing that it's just the you have to let it go because like sometimes you're just busy you're you're walking around trying to find a place to eat and you get more and more angry and you don't really know why and you're just hungry (laughs) and we've had some huge
2: fights out and unfortunately our worst trait is we can never pick a restaurant to to eat at no there's a lot of hangry happening
0: (laughs) yeah we're
1: coming up I have to say, when it comes to eating, we cannot make up our no. mind. We're like, well, what about this place? Okay. And we just have I huge fights.
0: <laughs> you said you guys have had, uh, you have fights, but it's okay. I mean, have a fight. I mean, it's going to happen, right? So, what do you what do you guys do our to diffuse that? You
1: know? Yeah, our our biggest uh, piece of advice we give is you have to let it go. We have had some huge fights. Uh, yeah. I remember once we were doing a doing it we realized it was from jet lag but we didn't know it at the time and we right. were just having a huge hmm. argument in our oh. Oh. in our hotel room okay and it was at a conference and we knew people we were the keynote speakers and we knew some people <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we so were, they and know we were they like, oh my gosh yeah. and we we're like i hope that they didn't hear that oh, i know, really <laughs> <laughs> But you know what you just, let it go and I'm like we're human yeah. and uh, we don't hold on to things I, I no. never ever bring anything back and say well remember when you did this five years ago and you never bring anything back about like oh do you know you always do this we get over it and move get
2: on. Get it out, talk it out and then it's over and done with and move on I think that's uh, that's a big thing especially when you're spending 24 hours a day, 7 days a week together you know when we're traveling full time there's no like uh, there's no like oh I'll go take a break for a weekend with the guys or anything like that it's like we're here together and you know we've been able to luckily our personalities do mesh very well in that sense and that we do uh go very well together in the sense that we can both talk about things have an argument yell you know whatever and then get over it and move on And it's not something we hold on to or, or hold a grudge and i think that's a big key especially if you're spending a lot of time together yeah. it's a good pandemic uh, uh piece of advice, a piece too. Of advice too. i think my
1: biggest thing is just to know that one giant argument doesn't ruin a marriage hmm. you can uh, yeah. you can work on it after you can let it go and right. you know sometimes it can end up with a huge laugh or we can be having the most crazy argument and then all of a sudden, one of us will just go, I don't want to fight anymore, do you? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it just kind of that diffuses
0: everything. Right? Then we just start laughing, yeah. you know? It's, it's like the Gottman, yeah, uh, uh, Gottman did a research, this famous marriage researcher that uh, happy couples still fight, but they have what are called diffusers. And they have these little uh, signals, like there may be a joke or a touch or something, you know, that kind of yeah. stops the whole right. process. And they can yeah. work on it uh, and, and they maintain positive. But the other thing you mentioned is compromise. That's so.
1: I don't want to fight anymore. That's basically I want to fight. what it is. Okay, that's
0: kind of cool. Let's, let's have fun. Uh, but compromise is important. Let's say he wants to look at the teepees. You want to look at the museum on the other side. You guys fight about that. So how do you, how do you compromise? Yeah. Let's say what you're going to do and things like that.
2: Actually, we always make sure that, like, it's all of give and take for both of us in that uh, if I don't want to do something, I usually say, well, I'll give it a try. I'm kind of that kind of person where I'm like, oh, I'll give it a try and see. If I don't like it, I say, ah, I didn't really have a good time, but at least I got to be there with you, so it's okay. okay. And then, you know, but it has really... The, the beauty fun. about doing that has broadened my horizons mm-hmm. like crazy right. and things I would have never thought I would have enjoyed, um, I, I, I you know, I now do... You as much as I possibly can so and that's because she enjoyed doing them and wanted to go and do them and brought me along to do it and I think vice versa you know in the sense of me uh pushing you out of your comfort zone I'm a little bit more adventurous than Deb was so yeah. I sort of forced her to do a little bit not forced but you know right. uh brought her along to do a little bit more than she probably would have done if she was there by herself
1: well like the idea of compromise I did not want to jump out of an airplane it's just something that terrifies me I never yeah. have Dave loves it right. but I Go paragliding. We find the happy medium. I'm okay with paragliding and, you know, sailing through the air. As long as I don't have to jump off a cliff first <laughs> to do it, I'm good with that. So you find the happy medium as well. Exactly. So that's what, Exactly. Yeah. So in terms
0: of romance, you know, uh, you know lovemaking and spicing up love life, stuff like that. Uh, how does travel help you do that as a couple? What are some of the things that enables you to do that? Oh,
1: there's so many things when you're in an exotic location. It's very, okay. very exciting all the time. Ooh, we're, we're stepping <laughs> on the continent.
0: So there's more kissing, more connection and affection. Yes.
1: And yeah, definitely. And we also tend to spend more time on the romance when we're traveling. We will actually book those romantic dinners on the beach. We'll actually book the couple's massages. (laughs) And I find that that is really important. Um, When we first started backpacking on that five week trip to Thailand, we were on a tight budget. And even then, we made sure that we got into some place luxury or had that nice, mm-hmm. you know, couples bath in yes. Bali or things like that. Exactly. Like it's, I think it's easy, really easy when you're traveling to up the romance factor. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> yeah,
2: you said it. I, I agree. I think it's, it's definitely easy to do it, yes. uh, but you gotta make a plan. You know, like you gotta, especially you know, the the longer you've been together, it, and yes. that goes for being at yeah. home as well. You know, make a plan to go out there and say, hey, we're gonna go out and have a romantic weekend or whatever. You know, because it really makes a huge difference
1: i find traveling as a couple for a long time you can easily fall into the friend factor of yeah. just kind of your traveling buddies together yeah. so as a couple that's been together forever we do have to work like Dave said making a plan is important to be we've got to make sure that we keep the romance alive exactly, yeah
0: and then <laughs> the sensuality like you said the massages the hot tubs and nature you know that kind of spices oh, yeah. up the, uh, the it gets you the, in the yes. mood such, such, <laughs> yeah. <one>. exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, in terms of like the maybe. most romantic places in the world, you know, I used to think, um I heard somewhere that Hawaii is like uh, maybe top three, then say Venice, and then Paris, maybe number one. But you guys have different uh, choices. You talk about, uh, I think is the Amalf- Amalfi Coast and also Maldives oh, yeah. in South Asia. Yeah. So what would you say, let's say, the top three most romantic places in the world? Uh, what would you say?
1: All right. I am gonna. I do like the three that you said. You know, I do always fall in love with Paris. It is very romantic. But I am a huge. uh, I do love the Maldives. It's just a
0: a beautiful. The
1: over the water, the bungalows on your private island. Like, and it's quite. You know. It sounds really expensive, and it is if you're flying just directly from right. America or Canada. But if you're in Sri Lanka and you take the two-hour flight over, yes. it's it's quite affordable. Okay. That is incredible. You have the couples massages, you have gorgeous turquoise waters, you're doing adventures and and okay. so, romance. Let me show you how. So said,
0: you said Maldives. Is that the way you say it? Is it uh, I, South Asian?
1: Uh, yeah Maldives is how I say it I'm Ma- pretty sure Ma- that's Maldives. how Maldives okay
0: so is it South Asian yeah, the- is it an island or what? what is it exactly where is it it's
1: a whole archipelago of islands uh, oh. it's a chain of islands off the coast of India and Sri Lanka oh, okay and uh it's those, that really famous place with the. Oh, it's like Bora Bora. It's over the oh, water okay. bungalow I see. And uh, hotels are all on ba- just basically. Mm-hmm.
2: All their own tolls. Yeah. So you know you don't. It's, not, it's never a hotel beside a hotel. I so see. So each hotel owns their own island, and then
0: that's uh, that's where you is go. Is that a yeah, fairly unknown place easy. for the average person, or is it well known? I is think it, for it?
1: the average person, it's it's unknown for yeah. sure. We okay. found out about it when we were in Sri I Lanka. See. So is it good to relieve and, the
0: secrets uh, now? There'll be. A lot Of people coming there, is it good or
2: yeah,
0: exactly? Oh, yeah, for look. you,
1: because yeah, I did like I, I do say Paris, though, that was our first one of our first romantic House? trips, and that okay. is a romantic yeah. city in the
2: world, okay, even
1: though. I don't have it as number one. I have a list of the romantic places, yes. right? So I wrote it, though. But what are you? I would say uh,
2: I would say we were just uh, in Saint Lucia. Oh. And I don't know if you've been to Saint Lucia in the, in the Caribbean, and it was
0: uh, absolutely
2: like the all like made just romance. made for romance. It's one of the top honeymoon destinations in the world, okay. and rightfully so. I mean, there is just you can really just be isolated together you know, uh, and basically not interact with other people if you yeah. don't want to, but it, there's still other things to do. But the hotels and the views of the pitons and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's the, it's is. the, the
1: island has that two big volcanoes that oh. are, are giant volcanoes that are coming out of the Caribbean Ocean. Yes. It's, yeah. right. it's
0: gorgeous. Right? Yeah, That's awesome. Now, now this is all <laughs> exciting. So gorgeous, yeah, like- I'm sure there's so many beautiful <laughs> places. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can get back to that, right, traveling-wise. Yeah, uh, but- I hope but the, the, the other hand, there, there are some challenges to traveling. I know you guys dedicate a lot of your uh, website to tips. You know how to overcome the challenges. I'll just point a few of them mm-hmm. out to you. You tell me what you think. For example, okay. uh, obviously health issues. You know, the, the, with the virus, coronavirus, other health issues. They you say you've been uh, hospitalized four times, I think, or four, four continents or something. You broke your back on one of your trips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you talk about yeah. health health yeah. insurance, uh, safety. You to know, be yeah. robbed or yeah. 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 Say, it, say it again. <laughs>
1: We're big advocates of health insurance. Oh, sure. yeah, it it was,
0: okay. Uh, being robbed, I mean, or, or assaulting or hurt in many ways as possible. Uh, feeling lonely, you know, if you're traveling by yourself. Uh, losing things. And you talk about an idiot check where you, like, make your bed in the room and check to see if uh, you left anything. Yeah. And then uh, running out of money. So, tell us about, you know, some of those challenges and how do you get over that? Do you, you run out of money uh, yeah. there, Dave? We have. We have run out
2: well, we got scammed and almost oh, ran right right. out of money. Yeah. That's pretty bad. We were yeah. scammed. Wow. Yeah,
1: we were scammed in Myanmar in 2003, and there were no ATMs at the time. Wow. It, it's like,
2: so the money you had the in money, with you is the money you had for the amount of time you're there. Okay. So,
1: yeah. so We so had to change U.S. dollars.
2: Okay. So if you're out of
0: money, a, is there an American Express emergency, or how, what do you recommend for uh, getting cash?
1: Well, at, now it's much easier. Then in 2003, oh. it was very difficult. Right. We were cut in half, had an X amount of money to travel. Right. They scammed it back by giving it back to us. And <laughs> totally got the whole scam pretending that police oh. were coming. Oh, no. you, you could only change your money on the black market that, no. there. That, that's great. Anyway. We got half of it back and had to cut our trip short, and oh, we had to wow. change our whole trip because okay. we
2: couldn't get any. Right. But
1: now there's all kinds of uh, uh-huh. ways. To- now
2: it's ATM card and US cash. Always carries uh, uh, US cash with us okay. because it's good everywhere, uh-huh. um, as well as we use ATMs as much because I get a better uh, rate usually yeah. with my mm-hmm. with my bank at home mm-hmm. um, if I do that rather than trying to get cash or changing it when I'm in the country.
0: Yeah. But what if you lose uh, everything are- or get robbed of everything? What do you- you get the money do you have people wire it to you or or what's the best way
1: well i we always split things up everywhere i always keep i oh it's really funny the ladies i always keep um uh, an, an extra credit card and cash wrapped in toilet paper, in with my tampons, because oh. no one's going to look there in my in my backpack. Right. Yeah. So like people aren't usually going to do my whole backpack, oh. so that's where I keep stuff right there, it's and I just wrap run. it and, like you know, I ziplock. No one will ever look in there, so that's what mm. I do. Now they will, well yeah. they won't. I okay. <laughs> so uh, we always split things up. We keep things yes. in in our our carry ons, mm-hmm. our backpacks, our checked luggage, so we have something mm-hmm. everywhere just in case. So I right. think it's really important to have that. Yes. Okay, and uh yeah we haven't luckily had to have any money no. sent to us but i have sent money to a friend in nepal like to help him when he he yes. was when the okay. uh when the avalanche happened he worked at <laughs> yes. and uh right. you can definitely wire money anywhere it yes. can happen no problem it's easier now. You can get it <laughs> how about the uh, no, health
0: and safety this is a big concern um people that can try i don't even know if uh, i think europe is open a little bit but india is not i heard some countries are not open some are depends right right now right but let's say you are traveling yeah it depends so so how about health wise what do you recommend i know you talk about uh eating in the street but you know make sure that they you know they don't touch it with the hands the meat or something you know so what are some of the recommendations for health and safety
2: uh, well, I would say number one uh, is make sure you have good travel insurance. Uh, yes. I would also say make sure that you have uh, e- uh, medical evacuation insurance is another good thing. Hmm. Uh, we use a company called MedJet, which is which will at at you know no no questions um, no asked, questions fly, asked you have- fly you home. Oh, wow. no matter what. Where you are, it's so it's not just about being treated in the country, but it's a, it, it, it's yes. about getting home. But it's also about um, obviously trying to avoid not getting sick while yes. you're there, like uh, common sense things like avoiding eating foods that uh, you could probably uh, get sick from. I'm pretty bad at that. They will eat anything. I've been that. sick <laughs> quite a few times uh, from food poisoning. I heard poisoning. like some of the
0: water, uh, some of the ju- drinks they give you can have hepatitis B or, or hepatitis possibly yeah. or infections uh, or something.
1: We use that Well, we have all of our Shots, that's another thing. It's important to go to a a travel clinic before you leave to see what shots you need. so, like, we have our hepatitis shots, we have our yellow fever shots, we have our Japanese encephalitis, we have oh. all kinds of shots, uh, which is, in some countries, is in, in parts of Africa, you need yellow fever to show that card just to get in. Right. And what Dave was saying, you were talking about street food, there's nothing wrong with eating street food, but just make sure it's cooked. I always say make sure if you're going to eat something, it has to be peeled. You know, don't eat lettuce off the cart. Grab an orange, though. That's no problem.
2: Ice is not a good idea. I've gotten sick off of ice. uh, When it comes to
1: water, we use something called a SteriPen. It's a UV um, sterilizer and it purifies our water. So we use that to trek into the m- mountains of kyrgyzstan just getting uh, water out of the the lakes and rivers up there where the cows have gone to the bathroom yeah. <laughs> but we have our stairs and it purifies it and so there, there's,
0: there's, there's a there's lot really of good, uh, a good practical tips people need to know those little things you know to keep them safe and and uh, sane when they travel yeah. now we asked love university uh, exactly. uh, students uh, some questions um that you we want to ask you guys uh, one of them is okay. um i love my dog how can i travel with my dog Oh,
1: well, there's, you know, go, you the, no, well. Yeah, I mean, you
2: can, you can definitely travel with your dog. It just depends on where you're going. So okay. you have to check into uh, obviously what the regulations are from not only uh, going to another country with your coming pet, back. but also coming back um, to make sure, especially uh, I'm sure things are a little bit different now with um, with coronavirus and everything. But uh, you can definitely travel with your pet. It doesn't have to be a hindrance, but you have to mm-hmm. look for accommodation that will accommodate. Accommodate the pets right. as well as making sure that you can get them into the country
1: make okay. sure they have all of their shots up to date like okay. everything we're all getting used to vaccines now right yeah. <laughs> everybody's right down right. to your pet has to be out because yeah. right, some
0: people have dogs <laughs> as a service or emotional companions or you know service dogs so there are different ways they can do it i guess uh, oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. Definitely. emotional support animals yes definitely another question is um do i have to be a daredevil to travel like i know you you do a lot of things like do i have to parachute into the amazon uh, or can i just lie <laughs> in the beach you know what, what do you recommend for people
1: you do not have to be a daredevil at all <laughs> to travel something <laughs> we always say is ba- take baby steps okay. we didn't start climbing mountains and cycling africa right off the bat no. we started right. doing baby steps i remember going on that first trip to thailand and walking in the jungle for the very first time on a very well manicured path but i thought it was the most craziest adventure i've ever done in my life and that was a, just a baby step and from then i've moved on you and you don't you don't even have to do adventure travel if you don't want there's people that travel just for food or people that just travel for spas or just travel for the best
2: beaches in the world my suggestion for people who have say haven't been out of their home country and are thinking of going somewhere but might be a little bit apprehensive is try and base your trip around something that's really of interest to you. And that, you know, whether it it could be history, it could be architecture, it doesn't, you know, it could be nature, it could be bike riding, it could be any of these things. But make that sort of uh, a core component of your first trip and you'll find that, you know, a lot of the fears tend to go away because you're you're with something that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the most important thing. You have to go someplace that you're comfortable to start out with and then you'll find you can, you know, expand from there. Yeah. And don't
1: be afraid of booking a group tour. We've done group tours with a lot of different companies and there. You can do active or as uh, mm-hmm. relaxed as you like, and they're great. They're a great way to get introduced. You could start off with that first group tour around Europe and then try right. on your own later.
0: Now, when we talk to people about traveling, some people say, I just want to enjoy the world and travel. But other people say that can be uh, maybe hedonistic or even selfish. You know, I don't want to have a family. I just want to travel. So what do you say to people like that? Uh, how do you respond to say that traveling is a selfish thing? Um, Occupation.
1: Oh, I haven't thought about travel as a selfish occupation, but no. I think you have to do what's best for you. I know that um, for us, we. <clears throat> we have we don't have kids so maybe people would look at us as being selfish but i never wanted them before i even started traveling it wasn't something that was on luckily either of our our radar before so i think the biggest thing in life is you just have to be what's right for you my best advice is uh, if you start going by what everybody in society tells you what to do while you're living for everyone else but yourself and uh, for those who want to have a family amazing i love people that have a family there wouldn't be a world without them you know i'm
0: glad my parents can you can you travel with kids that's another question is it Difficult is it yeah. good? I mean, I've heard you know good and bad on that. What do you say about yeah. traveling with kids? It's
2: just uh, I, I would say from all, from all of our friends, it's just different. So. You know, uh, a lot of them say it's 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 the best education you can give your kids is to right. go and travel with them yeah. yes. and open them up to different parts of the world. But as a parent traveling with kids, uh, it's just a little bit more, um, more a little bit more planning, yeah. a little bit more gear to carry, all that yeah. kind of stuff. You have to not just plan for yourself and what your interests are, but also what your kids' interests are. Yes. Um, so it can be a little bit more challenging, and maybe the time the amount of time that you travel is a little bit shorter than if you were just going. Uh, uh, with two people but it's definitely a great way to get your kids out in the world and open up their minds
1: yeah definitely we have friends that are traveling full-time with their kids that yes. just uh I see. on the road for several years and they're making it work and their kids seem fantastic Yes, it
0: <laughs> yes, could, could be a tremendous education and tremendous uh, life experience
1: yeah very outgoing
0: uh, yeah. yes definitely and what i love about your website you guys get into a lot of detail you know the tips and things that you talk about uh some of them are actually psychological uh you say things like you know, smile at people you meet, you know, uh, be friendly to them. Uh, be compassionate to service workers instead of being, like, demanding. So people get rude and, and irritated. But, you know, understand yeah. they're human beings, right? They're working hard. Uh, you talk about uh, being compassionate and also being a volunteer, maybe humanitarian. Uh, help yeah. out. Maybe you said you, you taught English or something in a, in a country as a volunteer, uh-huh. helping them. And uh, you talk about different things like that. Follow your instincts in terms of where you go, you know, night and places, you know, so you don't get robbed or or things like that. And also you say, uh, be flexible, open to changing, and also start early in the morning. So tell us a little bit about some of those little psychological tips for traveling.
1: The one thing I love is when you say a smile. We always uh, laugh that like, a smile, a hand wave, and knowing three words can get you <laughs> so far.
2: Yeah. Okay. We
1: were taking a road trip to, um, yeah. to Mongolia, and we yes. couldn't speak the word. We couldn't read uh, the language. We were in Siberian Russia. And we couldn't understand anything. But we just smiled and waved, uh, and right. everybody was just exactly. open to help us out. Yeah. I think so that's say, the best thing, just give them a so, smile. So you say, como
0: esta? Como esta? Uh, como vai? In Brazil. Yeah. Uh, Basically, you said, go what do Arigato, Arigato. Good
1: for else? you, yeah. Well, how about you? You guys, you guys
0: know a few words in, in some languages?
1: We know most of the hellos and thank you. We always try to, yes. just to know hello, thank okay, you. Okay, give me hello, thank, you, thank you in
0: some of those Indian countries that you think about.
1: Okay, well, namaste. Oh. namaste. Namaste is a okay. big one. Okay. Um another great one in uh Fiji is bula. Bula yeah. oh, that's cool. <laughs> Bula and, uh in Africa it's an, in Tanzania
2: and Kenya it's
0: jumbo. Jumbo or
1: yep. thank
0: you is asante. Asante, asante Sana. Sana. Yeah. Asante. Okay. And then you got people, some, to cool. so some people are afraid um or <laughs> como talabou. I guess French. You guys speak a little yeah, French? Yeah, in yeah. A little
1: uh, bit of French.
0: some people are afraid um that you know the language would be a big a problem like you're saying right when they go to countries but you're saying there's not a few phrases will get to get you by and
1: um...
2: it really can. Well, I think it probably was like that quite uh, you know probably 20 years ago but okay. now you know mm-hmm. the world has opened up so much more now mm-hmm. and and uh, I'm
1: having a thought about China
2: yeah yeah well and you China, Google, Google Translate yeah, just Google having, Translate is having conversations oh, like, yeah in, yeah yeah, it's, and it's super handy in countries, especially like uh, like China or Russia, where you know, or any sort of symbol based um, uh, language, where you can't, or tonal based language is pretty tough. You know, so to have to have Google Translate really helps. It's amazing. You yeah. Use the
1: camera and put it
2: on the the sign, or uh, on the it'll menu. translate it to English right there. in you. And of then you sort of... can
1: talk. We have done it where we've asked for directions. We talk into okay. our Google language, and I'm, I don't work with Google. They don't need me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to my app. I say, can you tell me where the bus station is? And then I just play it back. And then they speak back in okay. Mandarin and tell me where to go. Wow, okay. So like so, so many apps so, now. So technology has made exciting. it a lot easier.
0: Technology has made it easier to yeah, re- really communicate. Yeah. And the other thing yeah. is that technology. It's
1: an time for new travelers. Say that again? <laughs> I just said it's an exciting time for new travelers. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, And also the other thing that's kind of cool that uh, you talk about uh, the nomadic life, uh, kind of virtual reality traveling kind of thing. And then Reggie, my producer. Say hi, Reggie, over here.
1: Hi, Reggie. Hi, Reggie.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, he's um, a young man who's um, a, a millennial. Hi guys. Hey, Dave and Dave. He's a Dave. Wonderful, hey, Dave. W- wonderful guy. Uh, and then, well, yeah, one of his dreams is to kind of like uh, live, you know, travel, and, you know, maybe, um, you know, the idea of living on the beach and with your laptop, making money, and just yeah. enjoying life. Now, there was a book, actually, that came out. Uh, actually, thanks, Reggie. I just oh, wanted to say oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> He always comes yeah. in at, at a certain time. We'll, we'll get to, to Reggie. Uh, is the idea of um, you know the four-hour work week, have you heard of that, where basically uh, you can make a lot, a lot of money uh, You know, living virtually, but you know, some people think it's a little bit exaggerated and not realistic. What do you think about that? Is it possible to do that? Because I know you talk about uh, having a travel blog and other ideas. Uh, tell us about how that works.
1: I haven't figured out the four-hour work week. I think it's exaggerated. <laughs> okay, that's I exaggerated. I think that, yeah. I haven't met I haven't met him personally and I think it's he's Tim a great Ferris, concept. Ferriss, yeah. But I think that yeah. I can guarantee he's probably working more than four hours just by doing all of the speaking engagements he does. Right. Exactly, so there exactly. you go.
0: But, but he travels the world, you know, <laughs> he talks about his adventures and countries and you know, he writes about it yeah. and all that and uh that's very But I want to, I think I do wanted to say great.
1: though, I don't really ever feel like I'm trying I don't feel like I'm working. We basically work long hours all the time but i love oh. what i do and i think that's the concept of what he's saying okay. more of okay. that that if you love what you do it doesn't feel like work like we will put in hours into editing a video writing an article taking uh-huh. a photograph getting okay. up at 6am for okay. sunrise yeah. or right. sometimes 4am so
0: maybe the better but phrase is that- you, you you love what you do so it's not work and you work uh, at it yeah. right? and then it seems like yeah. it's, it's, think- it's enjoyable mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think for anyone thinking uh, they can just go sit on a beach and make money, yeah. talk to anybody doing it. They've worked hard to get there, and uh, uh, okay. they and it seems like it's okay. harder once they're even okay. doing it. It I just see. seems like they get excited about it, and I people see. are all, everyone I know who's successful as a digital nomad. They're always creating new things, yes. okay. creating new courses, creating new. He's creating things. Right. So. But it was possible. Now, you talk
0: about, you give you advice to people that want, that want to live this life, right? This um, portable lifestyle, they call yeah. it, where you can live anywhere and work anywhere. Uh, you say things like having a, your own uh, travel blog, YouTube channel, uh, destination yeah. campaigns, where you, I guess you promote other countries, or brand mm-hmm. partnerships, where you promote products related to travel and get affiliate marketing yeah. and things like that. But the other thing is, uh, how yeah. do you maintain your objectivity? Because let's say you have a lousy country that wants you to promote it and they'll pay a lot of money. Would you do that? or
1: not? Well, look, well you then, know, no, I was going to say, we have the easiest job because we love to travel and uh, right. we have turned down some countries that have invited us to come that just don't really fit with our brand okay. and we, uh, that's, uh, we always look for things that we have either used mm-hmm. before or okay. we want to go to. Right. And when, when we, Come up with an itinerary for travel. Well, we go with the interests that we like. We don't okay. say, they don't, nobody ever sends us on a food tour. We're not foodies. We love to eat, right. but we're not going to write about it. So we're like, hey, yeah, we're going to come to St. Lucia and we're going to hike up to the, the Pitons or we're going to go do some scuba diving or things like that. Right. It is quite easy in travel to be objective because we plan our travels with work the way we plan our travels when we go to anywhere. Like when we went to Bhutan, we worked with a country, with, we worked with a company. But it was about trekking into the Himalayas, something we love to do. How difficult okay. can that be to? I to... I
2: think authenticity is a big uh, part of longevity in yes. this business. Right. And I think that if 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 you don't have authenticity and uh, your um, your audience doesn't believe what you say, then you don't have a job. So uh, okay. that's something that we realized right from the very beginning is yes. that uh, to be authentic and be true to ourselves is not only important from a psychological standpoint or yes. uh, wow personal philosophy but also from a business standpoint in in that staying true to what we like and promoting products that we like uh is important rather than just uh for lack of a better term being a shill for whoever comes along so
0: yeah so integrity and authenticity right keep you people coming back to you right your fans keep coming and they they believe in what you do that's awesome
1: right Uh, we we won't work for the company that we don't know or have never used before just because they're okay they're saying,
0: we'll pay you to do it. Yes, I see. So, so Reggie, my producer, come back here a second. Now, Reggie, uh, he's a very smart guy technology-wise. Now, give uh, Reggie That's some so- advice. Let's say he wants to do this traveling thing. Do you like to travel, Reggie, if you get a chance? Um, When I get the chance, yeah. Okay. So how do you yeah. help him uh, become this uh, guy that makes money through traveling? What, what are some tips for him?
1: Well, first, find what you love about traveling. You can't just say, I'm going to go make money about it and travel. Okay. You really need okay. to say, "What what is it that makes me get up every day to be able to write yeah. about this? Right. So, you can't just
0: go. Right. What do you, what do you love yeah. about traveling? Now, Reggie accompanied me to Miami. We did a book festival. He had a great time on the trip? Yeah, mm-hmm. What do you love about traveling, Reggie?
2: Well, I mean, it's um, just seeing some, something new, a different place, you know, like um, – the way people carry themselves a different way, you know, interacting a different way, just um, different from what I'm used to, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. so, so your
1: thing could be about showing people what's different about travel. You're seeing it for the first time with their, with new eyes. And I think that's what people want to see. Yeah. Like the wow, the excitement about that. And uh, that's, so that's where you want to start with that idea. And then you have to start building on that, getting your social media channels, mm-hmm. getting your website set up, planning out what you're going to, talk about each day you have to have a voice and a reason to to share so it can be about
2: you can yes it's definitely not random it's definitely something where you want to sit down and and make a little bit uh, make a plan of of where you want to be and what you and and how you're going to get there i think for us that was a big part of what we did is like we set out a plan with our business of, of how we wanted to be and where we wanted to be and how we would achieve those goals so it's not uh it's great to have an idea of yeah. what uh, you want to want to write about or what you want to film or anything like that, but you have to have a plan on how to get it out to the masses, and you have to know who your audience is and, and how you're going to you reach say. those people and what no, you no, want to no, say and, Depp, and why well, they want to listen to you.
0: One thing about Reggie, uh, he's a great guy, but he's very shy, and he's never really had a real relationship, so we've been wor- working to help him uh, do that. How about a romantic relationship uh, trip, Reggie? Would you be interested in that with the, with the special lady? I mean, sure. Why not? Like, if if I'm in a relationship with her, why why wouldn't I go traveling with her? So, what do you recommend for Reggie? Where would he take her now? We're in California. Where would you take uh, his romantic lady? Let's say.
1: Oh, go down oh. to Big Sur for sure in California. I'd probably have been there anyway. Go down and stay at Ventana,
2: Ventana
1: Resort. Oh, well, that's nice. To stay well, you there, can but... stay in the glamping tent there. It's lovely. <laughs> okay. uh, how about worldwide? Let's
0: say Roger's going to get a raise after this, right? I mean, hopefully. Oh, yeah, someday? fingers crossed. <laughs> so, uh, and he's going to go international. So, where do you recommend him take that dream lady uh, to a trip?
1: Ooh, Oh, I'd say Italy. Italy is uh, the oh. country of love. Italy like,
2: really? or Paris. I would say oh, one of them. Okay. I'm saying the wow. country. Paris. Paris
1: is a great right. city. I'm saying wow. go to Italy. Like.
0: What? Right.
1: Don't just take a cruise. Stay overnight. Okay. Stay in Venice. Maybe we should start
0: a, a help Reggie go to Italy with his lady fund, right? Like a go, go, go <laughs> fund me, go. right? Reggie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, sounds good. Thank right. you. Right. Yeah. Thank you. So
1: go, fund me, awesome.
0: go fund Reggie uh, with his uh, lady love in Italy. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So we would definitely want to encourage a lot of people. I think uh, you can travel. I guess if you're alone, uh, is it okay to travel by yourself? Is
1: it, Oh yeah, I have so many friends that are solo travelers that just mm-hmm. love it and uh, they don't want right. to travel with anyone else no. <laughs> like you know they, yes. they'll they meet up with people and right. travel for a few days but yes. they really love their
0: freedom yeah. they've been doing yeah. it for yeah. years Someone yeah. once told me that uh, you know they've tried different ways by themselves Is a certain energy with a romantic couple and then with friends so they have different kind yeah. of experiences and energies that way uh, Do you exactly. have a friend for I mean obviously you, could, uh, you travel in a couple now but have you guys ever traveled alone?
1: I have to say, we haven't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> really? So we wow. Say. Okay. Yeah. Never
0: you done. Know, mm-hmm. we,
1: we have really, we've been together since we were 20, and okay. uh, we took vacation. Like, we worked a lot separately. So yes, yeah, we, yeah, so we
0: travel for work yeah, we, just separately, okay. but... Right.
1: Uh, yeah. But how about with couples
0: friends? Have you guys not, ever like, traveled with friends or couples before?
1: We traveled with other friends at the same time, like, but yeah. together with yes. two of us. And I love traveling with other people. We love... Mm-hmm group travel like i love being with friends and because that's the other thing they give you inspiration yeah
2: and it's um, another dynamic right it's a, it's completely another dynamic traveling fra- whether traveling alone or whether traveling as a couple or traveling yes. with friends right uh it's a completely de- dynamic each time that's why i say don't just do one yeah right try them all
1: we right? haven't traveled alone though so we have to <laughs> no, I, I can say I with friends <laughs> and couple
2: yes i guess because if you're alone say- you can
0: meet uh, more people maybe <laughs> and you know new experiences right possibly uh, and yeah, different, different a, ways to like connect.
1: hostels nowadays because yes. like I know people I know I have friends who like are 60 years old traveling on their own and they'll stay in a hostel because right. hostels don't have a stigma now of being you know for, yes. for teenagers or 20 somethings yes. anymore ever. Exactly. and they're a great way to right. meet people because they have the common rooms they have the kitchens and you can really yeah, especially get, if you're
2: a, a very uh, outgoing definitely. person yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely
0: so uh, I can say this can apply you know we have introverted people extroverted people we have people that are logical like want to learn things and then emotional people that want to relate people that are spontaneous and people that are structured so i think the the traveling can really connect with a lot of different personalities a lot of different uh, styles and the key is to expand yourself right to leave uh, something of you behind and to take something that you want to learn and that can be very beautiful what would be a a tweet uh, what would be a tweet you can leave the world about traveling or a a little a little phrase one phrase about traveling. One phrase, one
2: phrase about traveling. Uh, I would say, uh, uh, one thing I would say is don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone because it will open up a world of opportunity.
0: Wow. Okay. Is that the, like uh, the that. characters that they have? Or did you go over, over character there?
1: Yeah, I think you might have gone. Did I go over? I don't know. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I
0: like that. Say that one more. Say that one more time
2: i say, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone because it can open up a whole different world of opportunity.
0: I like that world of opportunity. Beautiful. How about yourself, uh, Deb, on a, uh, a tweet?
1: I just, I'm trying to think of something better. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: are you competitive? Do you want to beat him on this one or no? Or not too much?
1: A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just trying to think of uh, how to say travel will make you discover things you love that you didn't know you loved wow that's
0: profound i'm
1: trying to word it yeah because i i think when i've been yeah travel will make you discover things you love that you didn't know you loved
0: Hmm. so tell me about that what does that really mean uh that you didn't know you loved
1: well there's been some times in our travels when i think i'm going to to hate something like uh oh i'm not interested in
0: like a poison or something (laughs) like some kind of uh, weird animal that you eat
1: Uh, maybe that but I was thinking more like uh, I'm not interested in going to chamber music in Vienna but then when I see it it so or I'm not interested in climbing to the top of a volcano I'm afraid I'm going to be killed by lava but (laughs) that was not something that happened but when I got to the top I loved it you know or I I have no desire to swim with uh, I have no desire to go snorkeling but once I got in the water
0: (laughs) do people actually swim in sharks Is, is that a real thing or no
1: we have
0: swi- right. We have been. We a have of time, yes. sharks. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so- of, there's a book called yeah. that, but it means don't, in the business world, be, avoid the sharks. But I don't know if that's the exactly. <laughs> same. Avoid the
2: sharks, exactly. The a complete, complete, completely different meaning. Of
0: business it, depends, <laughs> it depends on the shark. Exactly, exactly. We guys have <laughs> so been a delight. We were- uh, you guys <laughs> have been a delight to be on the show. So I had a lot of fun. This is one of our longer shows that we've had with, with you guys. Oh, uh, okay. Tra-
1: a- yeah. I had so much fun. I
0: appreciate it. You're Yes, yeah, this was great. Yeah, it's like traveling.
1: Actually, it yeah, exactly. You.
0: We need to go on travel. Let's go travel, right? Why well, don't you come here to California right. or something? And uh, maybe I'll go to Canada, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So tell us about a little bit about your website. Tell us uh, where can we find you? What do you have to offer our listeners?
2: great. Uh, well, you can find us at theplanetd.com and on all social media channels we are theplanetd as well. As I said earlier on, our, our, our motto is adventure is for everyone. Uh, so basically adventure is different for everybody. So we talk about different adventures as well as travel tips about nomadic living, different experiences uh, from all around the world and the 115 countries that we've been to on all seven yeah. continents. So I, I think our website is a little something for everybody. You don't have to be a super adventurer in order to enjoy our content. It appeals to everyone from the average Joe to the ultimate adventurer. So there's something for everybody. Okay. And
1: right now on our YouTube channel, we're doing the ultimate bucket list adventures. We're doing a series oh. right now, part oh. one, part two, part three. So oh. if people want some inspiration of what we've done, check it out. Cause uh, that sounds great. it's been fun. Cause we're locked down still here in Canada. We're not yes, as, uh, as far along in the backseat as you guys. Uh, so now, we're reliving all of our that, adventures. Now, do right you guys now.
0: have products, uh, tours or coaching anything like that? through your website? We
1: don't. We are just all about Information, uh, sharing our... Okay. Yeah. Awesome. information and
0: inspiration
2: that's yeah. sort of okay. the uh like the that. idea behind uh
0: what we do yeah I, like I think
1: when we slow down we will get into that one day soon I but see. at the moment right well, i, I, for I, I
0: can see a, i can see a guidebook here the planet D guide to uh, traveling right and, and happiness something like that you guys oh, uh, right. exactly. uh, yeah think we have a really good time
1: have we have a lot of right? together.
0: that's great so, well i think the bottom line is uh you know love can be expressed anywhere you go and mm-hmm. you need to first find the love within yourself, right? In your own heart and then go out and spread it to the world. I think traveling is a wonderful yeah. way to do that. And you know the phrase, you don't know how much you appreciate something until you lose it, right? And people have temporarily lost, you know, the traveling. But I guess coming back, yes. you know, like you said, you know, here in, in certain parts of the world. And hopefully soon. So that's a beautiful thing. And uh, leaving a legacy, right? Memories that you leave behind for your loved ones and things you've accomplished through traveling and connecting with the world. So I think it's a very beautiful thing. If anyone has any questions uh, for the show today, for our guests, anything they want to ask us, they can reach us at 310-226-8090. Visit us at loveuniversity.love. Write to us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. Again, Dave and Deb, it's been a wonderful pleasure to have you on the show and definitely want to have you back. I want to hear more about your new travels, right? You guys are going to be doing, hopefully, and new adventures yeah. and also activities. And have you been to California before?
1: We
2: have. I love California. Okay.
0: So hopefully we can maybe see you when you guys are in town here. And it sounds good
1: we're thinking if we can't travel overseas this year, we're going to do a road trip okay. through the United States. <laughs> if yes. uh, they'll let us in.
0: So right. the <laughs> <board. And we're laughs> you we can mentally travel until then, right? And visualize all the great Thanks fun for, we're going to have. Yeah. Until next time, thank Thanks you for so coming much. on.
1: Thanks so much for having us. We had an amazing time as well. And I'd love to come
0: back anytime. <laughs> That's right, Dr. Alex Avila. until next time, goodbye. Bye. That was a really fun interview. I think it's one of the funnest interviews I had with Dave and Deb, the Travel Internationally Known Couple. To give us great shows on traveling and basically how to really reach out to people, you know, how to connect with the world and realize that we are really all one. You know, we're not separated as we think we are or lonely or isolated, but really the world has a lot in common. Many people in the world, we all have our dreams, our sufferings, our pains, but also our joys, our happiness, and our love. So if you want to reach us again, Love University students, you can write to us at loveuniversitylove at gmo.com. You can like us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. 310 is our phone number. So go out there and travel, even if it's a short little trip. Maybe it's in your neighborhood, depending on where you live in the world. Maybe it's a longer trip. And then eventually find a trip that's longer, maybe even a, a year. Some people go to Mecca who believe in a certain religion. They go to the Holy Land. They go to Europe. They go to Asia. They study interesting things, art, architecture, and spirituality. But the key is travel within your mind first and then travel within the world and give love everywhere you go. Until next time, this is Dr. Alex. I'm going to put away your notebook, your iPads, your phones, and we'll see you next time.